0: Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Do the Work series. And today I'm going to be interviewing Julia Wells. If you missed episode one, definitely jump back over there and listen to that. At the beginning, I tell you all about what started this interview series, why we created it. And Julia is part of the reason we created it because it was our live stream together that was kind of the catalyst for this important conversation, so I'm so grateful to her that she decided to be part of this with me as well. So Julia is a pussy-based business coach who took her business zero to 500K in just nine months. Julia was put on this planet to help women unleash their full power and brilliance so they can create a business and a life they're obsessed with. Julia is proud to not be an overnight success story, even though her results might suggest it. She's spent the last four years figuring out how to do business and life in a way that feels really fucking good allows her to be her full self and to make a major difference in the world. Julia believes that pleasure is the key to unlocking a life and business beyond our wildest dreams and now uses her pleasure-to-profit method to help her clients do the same. So one of the reasons I invited Julia to be part of this is because it has not always been easy for her. She is really the perfect example of what appears to be an overnight success story and what was also years in the making, which is so important. She has also seen the most incredible results when she added mindset and pleasure into the mix in her business, which I think is one of those things that just simply does not get shared enough when people really like quote unquote blow up, right? We're so quick to attribute it to a certain strategy. And Julia's take on what it was for her is going to be so valuable for you guys to listen to. So I'm so excited for y'all to listen to this. So here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. I'm like already laughing because we were just laughing yeah. before we started this. So this is going to be such a good one. Thank you for being here, Julia.
1: Yay. Hi. So excited. We definitely are going to have all of the laughter on this one,
0: guys. So as we were just mentioning, you're like about the least confidential client I have, given that I think today actually an email went out. <laughs> uh, basically exposing your whole journey. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure everyone knows who you are that is listening to this, but just give them this little introduction to all things Julia motherfucking Wells and then we will dive in. Right. So if that doesn't say it
1: all, I, I call myself a pussy based business coach. So what that means is I'm all about bringing together like our pretty similar to Lacey, like the ways that we coach in terms of like mindset and the strategy and all of these things, and then bringing in this piece of like pleasure and embodiment. And it doesn't have to be sexual at all. Some of my clients are like, can't even say the word pussy. and They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but it's this idea that business gets to feel good and you get to be your most fucking self exp- self-expressed self. <laughs> Self-express self, uh, totally. Self-express yes. self. That's thing. yourself, <laughs> which is why, yeah, I'm always literally uncovered on the internet. I <laughs> definitely like lead with An sexuality opposite. a little bit. Yeah, I'm trained as a sex coach, but I really focus on bringing all of those tools into making money, using your voice in a bigger way, taking up space in the world, and obviously making fuck tons of money.
0: And if you missed it, the client unconfidential that we're talking about is... Um, we basically went really deep in breaking down Julia's transformation where she went zero to 500K in nine months. And we kind of really <laughs> pull back to the cover. Let's say we read like messages she sent me in Basecamp. So if you want to go listen to that, I highly, highly recommend it. It's like one of my favorite things I've ever done. Um, it's on Julia's podcast, which is called Wait, What the Fuck. So that will be linked in the show notes, basically like click on over there and check it out. It's so good. Like, I don't even know what else to say. It's just so good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like, it's kind of the complimentary piece that goes with a lot. I mean, obviously everyone listening listens to your podcast where you- Like, have the calls recorded, but this is like the base camp shit that's not
0: recorded. That you like say if you knew it was being recorded.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I probably wouldn't have, yeah, <laughs> wanted to say half of that shit out loud or all of it at the time. So, like, these are the messages where I'm just full melting down on Lacey and what it really took to shift all of those. So, it's super cool behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I actually think it's really helpful whether you're listening from the client perspective or the coach perspective. Like, I think it gives you permission that, like, like like your clients can struggle and they can still love you like we all have that and it gives you mm-hmm. permission that like if you're a client who's struggling like it doesn't mean your coach thinks anything bad about you like i think it's just such a good perspective from both angles you know what i mean
1: yeah and just bringing it all there cuz i'm like well there's no other way to shift it so
0: <laughs> here you go totally. Lacey. so good okay so do the work obviously is something that you and i said so I already told this story, I believe, but I'm going to tell it again super fast. Mm -hmm. So Julia and I did a live stream together and we basically were talking about how important it is. Do the work, do the work, do the work. And one of my clients kind of came to me and was like, you're annoying the shit out of me. (laughs) Like, what does that actually mean? (laughs) Um, And I was like, so grateful for her reflection because it was so beautiful to one, have her be that honest with me, but to also give the reminder that sometimes when you know what it means, you almost get like numb to it. Like you're like, it's like, when I say that, like, we know exactly what we mean. Right. Like when I say, you well, right. so you got to do the work. You're like, yeah, duh, of course. Like it just clicks. But then I'm like realizing when she reflected that to me, we're missing out on this huge opportunity to be as crystal clear as possible for people what that is. So anyway, I just want to thank you because our live stream together kind of like started this whole series. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) We will now reveal the mystery. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Here's the whole thing. So we're going to talk about like, what Julia's business has looked like because of mindset work, what results it's helped her achieve. We are, I promise you, going to share exactly what she does each day. We're going to do that in every single one of these episodes because I know that's what you guys want to hear the most. And we're basically just going to talk about like how mindset has been the thing. I think most people hear stuff like, once you're past six figures, mindset is the whole game. And I think that's for sure, for sure true. Um, but honestly, I think it's been the whole game from you, pretty much from the beginning. So I would love <laughs> yeah, you totally. to just say, tell us, like, what like changes has mindset work like helped you create in your business. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, everything,
0: but yeah, let's break it down a little bit. It's so funny because the only other interview I've done before this is Ellie, and I asked her that question, and that was literally (laughs) her exact answer. She was like, do you mean everything?
1: (laughs) Right, literally. (laughs) Literally. Um, Okay, so yeah, so before I worked with Lacey, I'd been in business for four years. I'd taken all the programs. I, I basically knew what to do in my business on from a strategy perspective, but I did what a lot of people were doing and are doing of like spinning out. I was trying strategy after strategy. I really didn't believe that anything would work. I was always coming from this place of like proving myself or like, okay, if I finally get a 10K month, then I'm a good business owner. Then I'm like one of, you know, a coach worth listening to or whatever that is. And what we really worked on was flipping all of those things. So we basically just... (laughs) and continue to do this, like identify every single thing I'm working toward and be like, okay, well, how would you feel? And what would you think if you already had that? And then how do you manufacture that right now? Which is so simple, but so fucking hard to do. Like, I don't know what it feels like to have a hundred thousand dollars come in in one month. Like, I don't know what it feels like to have a wait list or, you know, like all of these different things, Mm -hmm. but for me, that was like, okay, so we just started simple. So it was really like, okay, you want one-on-one clients. (laughs) Great. How would Mm -hmm. you show up if you already had one-on-one clients? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Right. And this is like just kind of what we've done the whole time.
0: I think what's so interesting about that. And I just want to like really point this out is that It seems like the cheesy thing almost like what would you do if you already had it is like I think one of the things you just hear all the time, but I think what we don't talk about enough is the amount of bravery it takes to act like that's fucking true. Yeah, like
1: I tell my clients, you have to be willing to be delusional. Essentially, you're creating your reality and it Mm -hmm. feels crazy. Like, (laughs) this is not what we're taught to do. We're taught to be like, well, if you see it, then you believe it. (laughs) And like, this is just how it makes sense. And I'm like, oh, let's just flip that whole thing on its head and believe it first and just expect it to show up eventually and prove you right. Mm -hmm. And that takes so much courage because your brain is already trained to look for the evidence of it not working. So I had to essentially. Retrain my brain and continue to do this on the daily to look for evidence that it's always working.
0: Okay, so it's so funny. I was talking to one of my clients the other day, and she was going to do this whole strategy we had laid out, but she was basically in advance of doing it, telling me all the reasons it wasn't going to work. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> but she was going to do it, right? And I was like, mm, Let's just not do it. Like, there's really no point. And she's like, Wait, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> we have a whole thing. And I'm like, Nah, let's just not do it. I mean, it's definitely not going to work. Let's just not do it. And she was like. So taken aback by that for a minute because I think it was, like, one of those moments where, like, it's so obvious, but we don't realize how much we do that, right? We're, like, we just completely decide things aren't going to work before we even start doing them, quite honestly, let alone get Mm -hmm. into doing them. And then we're like wondering why it's not happening. And it's like, well, because you decided a month ago that there was no way it was going to work, right? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I think that's something you helped me shift and I helped do this with my clients. And now it's so powerful to see like anytime someone joins something, like, just decide this is the program or the coaching container that everything changes. And they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. but whatever it hasn't in the past. I'm like, so (laughs) decide now, like, don't you, don't you want that to be the case? And they're like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so but like all the evidence says otherwise. I'm like, great, so let's collect and create new evidence. But the first yeah. thing you have to do is be willing to get so uncomfortable with that decision that you're gonna do things differently or see like things differently than you ever have before. And so even anyone listening, if you're like, yeah, whatever this mindset thing, like be willing to be someone that's a little bit ridiculous of like, yeah. oh, mindset works for me and mindset's the thing that changes my whole business.
0: I think it's so interesting, right? Because we're so terrified of disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like we would much rather like decide it's not work than have the disappointment of believing and then having it not work. But Mm -hmm. I think that this is the thing that you really mastered, Julius. I'm interested for you to talk about it is that, and you know, I've said this a lot, but it's like that idea of like faith isn't faith until it looks like it's not going to work out. So like, to be clear, you will be tested. Like you don't just decide and then it happens perfectly. You decide and then you re-decide and then you show up even when it looks like it's not going to happen and that's when it happens, right? So talk a little bit about that for you because that was such a process for you. And I think like most people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll decide. But then as soon as it looks like it's not going to happen, that's when they dip. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, totally. And then they're like, and I see this with my clients too. And this is how I used to be of like, but it's not worth it. Like if I'm not going to see the (laughs) the thing, the payoff of it. And we had to decide like, okay, you're willing to hold that faith until it works. And that was what like really collapsed a lot of these things that had felt so far away for me. And I, I have so many examples. I think the biggest, like one of our favorite is my launch. I did a, I wanted to have my first hundred K launch <laughs> for my program is called Pre- pleasure and profit launch method. Right. So I'm sitting here teaching how to launch with pleasure and make a lot of money and set a huge stretch goal for myself. I think, you know, my biggest launch before that was around 35 K, but um, of course, and, I'm like I'm doing this even easier, like two vacations planned in the middle of the launch, and all of these
0: things. What are we going to say? Perspective, like nothing about the numbers would suggest that a hundred k launch was possible. Like. Right. Nothing, right. Like it wasn't like, oh, well, of course you were going to have a hundred K launch. You had 15,000 people si- like, yeah. on the list signed up or what? It was like, not like that at all.
1: Let's just be clear. My Facebook group is under 2000 people. I have a list of maybe a th- under a thousand people that I never email. <laughs> I'm very neglectful. Very neglectful. Um, of them. sorry, guys. Love you. <laughs> My team's yeah. not handling this, but yeah. So like none of the numbers I had, you know, a wait list of for a turn on event, conversion event, whatever you want to call it, of like a challenge live stream thing I was running ahead of time. But if you looked at like digital marketing kind of statistics, yeah, I was insane for thinking I was having 100K. We
0: were a little (laughs) lost.
1: (laughs) But, you know, I'd practiced this a little before and I had a little evidence that like you can stretch and hit it or get close enough and whatever. And I was willing to play a big game. So I started the launch I am pretty sure I got coronavirus in the middle of it when it was like not a thing yet because I went to Super Bowl in Miami and came back and was just like on my ass sick which also lazy point I was like "Uh, (laughs) what is this actually manifesting here like you just took yourself out in the middle of your biggest launch Mm -hmm. but we got to pretty much like close to a cart close and we were halfway there I think we were at like 50k sales the majority of those had like come in really early and I'd kind of just been like struggling with everything and whatnot. And I was like, but just, I just
0: like pulled out of the game. Right. Yeah. Like, I was like, you- this is good enough. Yeah, well, and the other thing we didn't mention, sorry, we're kind of jumping around. We have a point. Um, <laughs> is we'll the other thing we didn't mention is Julia was also kind of like live taking people through her launch. Cause she was selling a course on launching. So she was mm-hmm. doing this publicly too. Like she was sharing enrollment numbers during the launch public. Yes. She shared the hundred K goal with her audience. So when she pulled back, it wasn't like nobody knew. It was like (laughs) she had already been sharing it. So it was like a very vulnerable place to be in. First of all, the bravery it takes to even share the hundred K number, then to share the whole way through. Like, I just don't know anyone who's done that, like shared that in real time. So then when you started to pull back, it was like very obvious, right?
1: Yeah. And so I basically was like, fuck, I either have to like, you know, kind of not walk my talk of what I'm telling them of holding the faith and like doing all of this work until yeah. you get there or double down yep. mm-hmm. and do something radical. And I consulted with pussy because this is how I run my business <laughs> yeah. and was doing a ritual. And I was like, okay, we're going to extend the cart one more week. I have a lot more things to say. Like, I just really haven't even given this content my all in terms of what I know I wanna do and did that and I was like, all right guys, we're going for a hundred. Like you're on the ride with me. If you're already signed up, cool, watch me. (laughs) I'm doing this. And I think like as we started our first call for the program, that person enrolled like two minutes before and took us over the hundred K mark, which was mm-hmm. so cool. And we all got to like celebrate and yeah, everyone got to come along for a ride, but it was like one of those things where it definitely didn't look like it was gonna happen. I I was fifty percent yeah. to my goal at cart close, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and then decided was like, I'll double it in a week, no problem. Mm-hmm. And you
0: did. And I did. And I think like this is the point though, is like that delusion, so to yeah. speak, that we we're Full talking delusion. about, like that's what is required. Like I will tell you, hands down for sure, a lot of my clients that have had the really big results, like Julia, really fast, like basically take that delusional mindset, right? And we're using that mm-hmm. in, like the most positive way here. Yeah, And like, they'll come to me and say this like super big goal. And it would be so easy for me to be like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) good luck. But I'm like, let's roll, right? Like that's what we need is people being like, yeah, let's believe in this together. Let's hold the vision for that together. Like, I think that there's so much disservice done in this online space. And Julie, you can speak to this a ton, but where we try to make everything seem really complicated Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, here's a 12 step thing and you have to follow it this exact way. And if you don't send your email at 12 PM, people right. won't open and all of this stuff that we try to put in it. And it's like, you're just crushing goals that make no sense in a <laughs> yeah. real way at all. because of the mindset, because of the work. And like, I think it's so easy for people to almost think and like, I'm sure you've had clients ask you this. In fact, I know you have like, mm-hmm. okay, but what are you really doing? Like what's really, yes. happening? what are you really hiding? And it's like, I can tell you for sure. Cause I'm behind the scenes in it. There's nothing else. Like, I feel like we've said it all. Like it, this. Like, is if I really just yeah. mind, right? It is. And if I
1: really showed you my business, you'd be like, this bitch is a hot ass mess. Like I'm <laughs> really not sure how she did this. <laughs> Like this is like it's I brought someone on recently. It is. I mean, it is uh, like we've really solidified that my my business culture and the way yeah. I train my team to think about it too is like we do it messy and then we clean it up and we just put the procedures in later that help us streamline it. But we all got to be ready to like buckle the fuck up because Julie is going delusional. Yep. And we've just like continued to do that. I recently brought someone on that's more of like the I call it bro marketing, but just like the more analytical marketing stuff. And she, some of her first questions were like, okay, what time do you send your emails? What's your open rate? I'm like, I don't know any of these fucking things. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. nor do I care because my belief system is algorithms don't apply to me. People always find my content when they need to find it. Like everybody loves me and I'm going to sell my shit no matter what. Okay. And it took me a really long time to get there.
0: I have to stop you. And I want you to talk about how long it took you to to get here. Okay. (laughs) You guys notice how that rolled off her tongue? Like yeah, I say four it obsessively. You just said like, it was like truth, truth. They rolled off your tongue. It was like, you were saying like the graphene of my hair is Brown. Mm-hmm. Right. And why is that? Because you've trained yourself to believe that you think those thoughts with intention every single yep. day. Right. Yeah. And I had to like, so if we want to like talk about doing the work
1: a little bit of like the nitty gritty. Like it used to be, I had to write these out over and over again, or I had to listen to them over and over again, whether that was me saying them or somebody else saying them. But I had to feed my brain this thought enough that like Mm -hmm. it would even pop up as a possibility to choose (laughs) that or the opposite, right? Before it was like only the opposite wasn't available to me. And then it was like, there's two, but like my brain's going to choose the old one because it's just more comfortable and there's more evidence there. And now I've like, you know, chosen that thought so many times and then collected the evidence and seen that, that it's easy for me to be like, well, this is literally just fact in my business. Yep. And then there's always a new level of that. Like (laughs) we've been talking about. Lacey did some bonus calls on relationship stuff for times of the quarantine yeah. for her clients. Yeah, yeah. And I was just showing up and I'm very, very single. And <laughs> pretty much everyone there is like engaged or married. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, blah, blah. And they're like, what is she doing? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just going to act as if like I'm already here like this morning. <laughs> I am such a crazy person. I went to like go make a smoothie and I was like, no, I'm going to pretend like I'm asking my man to do this for me. And in my head, I'm literally like, hey, babe, will you make me a smoothie? Oh my God, I love when you take care of me. This is so sweet. Yeah. But I'm starting to create those pathways for my brain of things that like, otherwise I'm just like, Oh, wouldn't it be nice if someone else would take care of me? And I was like, Oh, let me just like live in that reality right now. And it feels great. It feels so weird, but I, I know that that has worked in my business. So now I'm just like, all right, what's the next level of my business? What's the next area of my life? I want to do that in.
0: So here's the perfect example. You kind of started to give it, but I want to give another one. Is So yeah, I had calls with my relationship coach for my clients because I wanted them to have support, like being quarantined with a, <laughs> a spouse basically, like let's give you some extra love. <laughs> so we had two calls and this lovely little human showed up to both, fully <laughs> engaged in both, fully participant, like just taking to, notes. Like, yeah, took notes, like could not have shown up more Fully and like at the end of the call last night, I was like almost in tears because I was just like, oh, I'm gonna cry again. Damn it. I was just like, <laughs> at how much you just like decide and live into what you want. Like, it would be so easy to be like, those don't apply to me or whatever, or like, I don't even need that, or to get so like um, off track with that. But like, because you know, like, I show up from the place of deciding it's true, I fill my brain with things that remind me it's true. I, like, I step into that. I embody that. Like, you came to those calls with more fire and energy than, like, people that even wanted to, like, fix their marriage, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like, great. I'm manifesting one of these. What does that even look like? Yeah. But, like, that's it, you guys. Like, how, how much are you truly showing up as that person? Right. You know? Like, And it takes so much energy. Like it can't be easy to be like, well, I like really want this. And so I'm going to come to these calls and show up like it's true. That takes bravery. That takes some level of delusion. It takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. But it's like that's what we mean when we say do the work. Think the thought on purpose and then show up like it's fucking true. If you had a man, you'd be on the call. So you on the call, right? Right. (laughs) Right. If you had like, the 100K launch, you'd keep going until you got 100K, so you
1: did. Totally. Like, one of my clients yesterday was just, you know, like normal. We've all done this. Had a, having a little meltdown. She's like, I yeah. put out such a good sales post, and I only got three likes, and one is my fucking husband. Like, <laughs> what the hell? How am I going to have this huge launch? Yeah. And I was like, let's ask this question about everything, right? This is your, the only thing I want you asking yourself in your brain. If I was having a 50K launch, would I give a fuck? Mm -hmm. Would I care that I got three likes on this post? Would I care that no one's listening or would I care that I feel shitty today? Not really. Like you just had the launch. So you do the things and like framing things like that has been so much easier for me to just like already act like it's done. And again, it just, you're training your body to have such a a new level of comfort with discomfort.
0: I have such a funny example here that comes up for me. So I've like kind of always like yo-yoed a little bit with my weight and it's always been kind of like a stress point for me, even though it's not Mm -hmm. like an issue. It's just like, you know how we all have like those points of insecurity. And I remember asking myself this question about food because I was like in a trap with that kind of thing. Like where I was just like, oh my God, like why does it feel like the harder I try, the more weight I gain? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if I was at the weight I wanted to be at, I would just eat whatever I wanted and not really fucking think about it at all. Yep. And I swear that was like one of the more transform transformative things I've done. And I literally just eat whatever I want and weigh a lot less than I did at that moment. Isn't it so interesting? And it it's just
1: like tricks your brain.
0: You literally just create the reality of it, I think. And it's like, but like when I was in that space of like every single thing I ate, I was like, oh, but is this good for me? Or is this bad for me? Is this okay? Or is this not okay? Is this this or is this? It was like, I don't know if it was the stress of that or just the mental creation of that, probably all of the above was just like hugely contributing to me being in an experience I didn't want to be. in. so that's the same thing with the posts. It's like if every post you post and then think, does this mean my business will be a success or does it not? It's like, if it was, you wouldn't even be asking that fucking question. Right. It wouldn't even occur to you to think that thought, right? Yeah. You, it
1: just literally wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. So you have to like see the thought and just get so good at skipping right over
0: it. So let's talk about that because I like made a little joke before we got on here about like the things we wouldn't even say out loud. And you're like, well, I think them, I just would never say them anymore. I just kind of move through them really fast. So I think people are like surprised to hear that in a sense. So say a little bit more about like how you can still have a thought that doesn't serve you. You just don't think it repeatedly and you don't act on it.
1: Yeah. So Even for like an example, I'll still have sales calls sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what to say. This person isn't (laughs) going to buy. Like, I'm going to blow it. I'm not going to say the right thing. Like, they'll see that I'm not actually good at what I do or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm still just like, okay, see the thought. And then I'm like, all right, whatever. Get on the fucking call. Deliver. Serve your ass off. Connect with the human. See what happens. You know you're going to close, right? And I Mm -hmm. feed it those new thoughts of like, you know you're still going to close. You know that you can have that thought and still get the result that you want. And even like I'll sometimes post, I'm like, did I really just say this? (laughs) People are going to think this is so dumb (laughs) and I'm like, whatever, like, let's just go. And I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'm willing to just, yeah, like the thoughts I always, this is the way I frame it all the time when I talk about is like, I still have the fears and the doubts. They're just in the back seat, like buckled up tightly in a car seat. They are not in the passenger seat. They are not in the driver's seat. They don't get to touch the fucking GPS at all, Mm -hmm. but they are still there. Like, I don't need to throw them out of the car to get where I'm going. Like I would waste so much energy trying to do that. Cause like, I don't know, there'll be like some little gremlin that tries to like jump back on the car
0: because Mm -hmm. that's just the way that our brains work. Exactly. And I think that that, that idea I know was so freeing for you and has been so freeing for me, which is that idea of like, you guys, like our brains are just going to be a little bit crazy. Like evolution hasn't caught up with us enough that our brains like function best in the environment right. we're in. Like they're still kind of primal. So it's like, in a sense, like we don't have to fight that. Like there's nothing wrong with having the thought it's just how much does it impact you? And so Mm -hmm. when we say do the work, we literally mean control the thoughts, think thoughts with intention, be the person that thinks the thought enough that you have the thought you want. Like Julia was saying, first, you don't have it at all. Then it's a decision of like this thought or that thought. Then it rolls off your tongue so much. It's like you don't even remember that it was at one point not true, right?
1: Yeah, totally. And I like to, because I mentioned at the beginning that I've done a sex coach training And we do a lot of like work with embodiment and in the body. So I know a lot of my clients will come to me and they're like, "Yeah, I can feed the new thought, but in my body, I feel like paralyzing fear or whatever that is, and shuts it down." And one of the ways that I've learned to work with (laughs) that—that again, it feels insane—but I like to re relate. Like I like to bring pleasure into the body with that fear, right? So I'll have my clients start thinking the thoughts of like the things that aren't working, their biggest fears, whatever that is. While they're doing something pleasurable, so like they could just be doing like they could be dancing, they could be stroking their skin, but your body then like on a cellular level <laughs> relates that fear with pleasure and it's kind yep. of sick and twisted. but you you're like, like oh dog my... yourself in a yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like, it's so yep. hot when I doubt myself and I stop myself in my own tracks and then your body's like, oh well, there's this fear, but it's not like a paralyzing fear in your body or your brain anymore And I think, Like that's another piece of the work that I've just like, I'll do for fun. And I'm like, hee hee, like how cute I'm doing this thing. I'm telling myself this lie, but my body learns to relate to it in a different way too.
0: Have you read, um, I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. Have you read Carolyn Elliott's book, Existential King? Oh, I just got it. I've read a little bit of it. It's so fantastic. I think you're going to love it. I'll link it in the notes too, but it's like really good um, for some of what Julia is talking about, where mm-hmm. like, you can get off on your fears kind of ideas. Yes. Right. And yeah. I think that like one thing I've seen you do a lot, Julie, that I'd love for you to talk about more speaking of pleasure is like, I feel like when we first started working together, it's like, you knew pleasure was important. It was just super hard for you to access it almost. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I just see you like put that front and center in everything you do. Like, I feel like that's the constant question is like, how do I bring pleasure into this or how do I have pleasure here? And so talk to us about like how you do that and like make it such a priority. Cause I feel like, especially for like the high performing, high achieving woman, that's so foreign.
1: Yeah, totally. So Okay. So one to just like preface too, that I think is helpful is like the past mindset around this was, I get to have the pleasure after I get the thing that I want. Right. So after I have the 10K month, I'll reward (laughs) myself. Yeah. Like if I have this thing, right, exactly. You have to earn the pleasure. Mm -hmm. And what we worked on was like flipping that of like, can you choose the pleasure first and trust that that will lead to the result and the outcome? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. So, (laughs) and also for everyone listening, just like knowing Lacey's audience too, again, it doesn't have to be a sexual thing at all. For me, pleasure is like an activation of your senses. So it could just be like a beautification of like a space around you visually, or maybe it's like a smell or whatever the thing is. And so... I'm really big on like bringing that into every piece of your business. So I'm like, if you hate writing content, well, go write content somewhere. That's like beautiful, inspiring, pleasurable to you, or like bookend a sales call with something fun before and after whatever those things are of like, bring it into the business. Now, don't just think that all of a sudden you're going to make money and then you can have a business that feels good. Cause that it's going to make it so much further away and it's going to take so much longer to get well, yeah,
0: there. I can just talk to you from having worked with those clients. It is one hundred times harder to try to find it after you've built the most six yeah. figure business than to find it before and build from that place. Like I promise you that.
1: Right. So again, it's like being willing to have that belief system that it's like I get to feel good now. I get to choose like all of this before I have the result that I want, and it actually right. speeds you up. So if there's like parts of your business right now that feel really hard and gross, you're just like, cool. How can I bring more pleasure, fun, joy, whatever your word wants to be there um, into that. So for myself, it's like, yeah, I'll always look like even with the launches, I'm like, okay, if this is feeling hard or if writing a piece of content or sales page or whatever is feeling hard, I'm like, I know to go get myself into pleasure first. And I just have to ask myself, like, what would feel pleasurable right now? And that can always look different. But when I do that, I will knock out a fucking to-do list. I will bang out a sales page in 30 minutes, like whatever I need to do. But my brain's always – I just know this, right? My brain's always going to tell me to delay the pleasure for later. And I have to choose the pleasure first.
0: Yep. It's so funny because I used to have to do this – which I feel like would almost surprise people because now I like get on video constantly, Mm -hmm. but I used to have to do that bookend thing with video. Like I would literally like do something really nice for myself first. Then I would get on Periscope. Remember Periscope? (laughs) Yes. then I would like have to take a bubble bath afterwards. And like, that is like, our brains are so simple. You guys like that just works. Yeah. Just, (laughs) just trick it. Like, I don't know if it's because I've just trained myself enough or because I just genuinely enjoy it right now, but I get so excited to get on video now. And I promise you it's because I just trained my brain for that. Like it's not because somehow I'm great at video or whatever. Like it's, it was, it's just training.
1: (laughs) right and it's like at first maybe you need longer bookends and then to convince yourself to like do the thing in the middle and then eventually you relate to that thing as pleasurable and it there's like no charge around it and you're just like oh well now I just hit play and we go
0: Mm -hmm. totally um okay so tell me about like how having coaching around mindset makes a difference because I feel like This is a funny thing in our industry, right? Where it's almost like we're willing to pay for the strategy, but paying for the mindset support almost feels like weird or indulgent in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be hysterical personally, because I'm like, you can get all the strategy for free. Like, why don't you just do that and then hire someone to help you with your mindset? Obviously, you and I do both. So we're wonderful and perfect. I'm kidding. But... um, (laughs) Fire us. Fire everyone. Bye. (laughs) But like, how, how has that made the difference for you and how do you see it making the difference for your clients?
1: Yeah. It's what allows me to stick to all of the things. Right. And to call me out because it's so easy. And I think it is like the more vulnerable, brave thing to do to have someone come in and do the mindset work with you. And it's the stuff that, yeah, we don't want to say out loud. We don't want to admit is true. And it feels crazy to pay someone to be like, here are my biggest fears and deepest insecurities. <laughs> but you really like, good luck shifting them without someone calling your blind spots or pointing out a new perspective, right? Because your your world feels fixed. It feels very real to you. And it's so funny because like, and I, I think this happens a lot too, because I know both of us coach a lot of coaches and people are like, I'm so ashamed that they have mindset stuff and think yeah. that they should be able to figure that out on their own and that they're an mm-hmm. imposter they do. And I'm like, it couldn't be further from the truth, actually. Like you'll be of such greater service to your people if you can work through your own shit. And everybody has that because everyone has a brain. That's just how brains operate. They tell you mean lies and they fill your head with fear (laughs) and they collect evidence to keep you safe, right? It's literally a big part of their job. So yeah, it's like, you could spin out and spend all this time on strategy. But what you and I have both seen, because we've been behind the scenes enough and done it ourselves, is like the best strategy won't work without mindset or feel good. You'll mm-hmm. like, sure. just take longer. It won't feel good. Like we've seen six and seven figure business owners mm-hmm. that like have the perfect funnel and all these things. But they're like, I'm miserable. I hate my business. Like I'd trade this for like living on a hut in Tahiti or whatever. And oh you're God.
0: like, and they oh, burn it to the right. I have, I have a client who had a really successful, um, multi six figure close to a million dollar business and just hated it so much. She literally yeah. like lit it on fire basically. <laughs> right. And we're like, I came to me and sorted over with a new business. And it's like, you can hit it for a minute, but nobody's creating sustainability without yeah. the mindset piece. And like, I also think it's the only way to not self-sabotage. So for you, you went like zero to six figures really fast and then zero to multi-six really fast and so on and so forth. The only reason you didn't self-sabotage the F out of that is because you had been doing the life work, right?
1: Right. I've been doing it and I still tell on myself to Lacey all of the time. Yeah like as fast as I can because that's I know that's what's going to shift it, right? So as soon as I start doubting myself or I see a story creep in that is not getting me to what I want, I tell on myself and I let someone else hold that mirror up, give me a reflection, help me shift and
0: reframe it because in my brain, it feels like so true and real. And I think it's just always being available for those reflections. So I was saying that I have a relationship coach. Cause I really wanted to clear some stuff before getting into my new and forever marriage. Um, <laughs> and I was saying to her the other day, like, Oh, like a couple of my friends thought maybe like I was, um, how did they say it? like shoving something down or like not feeling my feelings around something? Like, am I doing that? Like I'm totally available for this reflection. Like, I really want you to mm-hmm. like, and <laughs> she was like, um, you're, you're fine. You feel your feelings all the time and you're <laughs> the fastest person to cry ever. You're good. But like <laughs> it's like telling on yourself and being available for that reflection. Like I'm hearing that from a friend. I take it to my coach. Maybe this is true. Like just staying open to whatever comes from that I think is like where like the doing the work is because it would be so easy to hide all of those things or it would be so easy for Julia to be like oh yeah like I'm doing the mindset work it's fine when she's really fucking not or for me to be like oh my friend said something stupid but there's like no way it's true like no like this Mm -hmm. is how we do it is you stay really open to reflection right
1: yeah and I think just for anyone listening that's like oh my god but you know, I can't tell my coach because they're going to think like less of me or Uh even like your partner or a friend or somebody else. Right. I used to have such a hard time being vulnerable because I'm like, this is going to like taint how they look at me or Mm -hmm. they're going to like doubt me after this. And what you have to remember is like literally every single person has these same things. So while Lacey's my coach, it's not her job to be like, oh, yes, me too. (laughs) Like, I totally get it and pour her stuff out. So then it's easy for me to create the narrative that like Lacey doesn't get it. Lacey doesn't have fears and doubts. Mm -hmm. And it would be easy for me to feel like I should keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. But the opposite, like you have to just trick your brain to be like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Who even cares? Maybe that is true. But like what I know is this isn't serving me. So how can I get this person to help me? shift, whatever that thing is, and be vulnerable enough to let them do that with you.
0: Totally. And I think something that's really helpful to remember is that, like, coaching is the practice container for everything you're going to do other places. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you can, like, trust your coach to hold the space, and obviously you need to have the right coach, don't get me wrong, um, (laughs) then you can trust other people to do that more. If you can let yourself be vulnerable in coaching – like you can let yourself be vulnerable more. Like Julia's entire zero to 500K has been built on her honesty and transparency and vulnerability. And it had to start by getting practiced in coaching first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And being like, okay, it's safe to say these things.
1: Yeah. 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 And I lead with a lot of like vulnerability and transparency, but it's still always uncomfortable. Just like it's always uncomfortable for me to bring stuff to Lacey and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm thinking this thought but I'm not going to self-indulge in it. I'm just going to shift it.
0: Well, here's just what like, I think the problem is. <laughs> I'm going to get mad for a second. No, I'm kidding. But yes, the problem is a lot of coaches do shame you for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, That's true.
0: And, and I think like they do it with good intention potentially.
1: Yeah. It's just like, like that flavor of bypassy.
0: Yeah. Or like, it's that whole, like, how, how are you possibly thinking that again? And Instead of, like, of course you're thinking that again, but who the fuck cares? What are we going to do about it anyway? Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, such a different vibe of, like, how dare you versus, like, of course. And it doesn't mean you can't still have what you want. Like, I think that, like, a lot of coaches use it as, like, a way to keep someone stuck unintentionally. You know what I mean? Where they're, like, well, you got to fix that. That's a really big problem versus, like, what if it's just not a problem and you just shift it?
1: Right, all of the time. I feel like you say that to me a million times, and I say it to my clients. I'm like, great. So you're having the thought, and <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what are we doing? We're still taking the action. We're then feeding our brains new thoughts. Like, not a problem. But yeah, it is such a good point that I. And like, no shade, but I feel like when some people haven't done their own work, like then that yeah. also gets reflected in how they coach back. Of like, well, let's not go there. <laughs>
0: let's, yeah. Like, I let's think. divert back to strategy. Totally. And that's what happens. Right. And to, to close that loop, that's why so many people end up bouncing from strategy to strategy and have coaches that even let them and suggest that because they're all just like in the shit and bouncing around. And so again, when we say do the work, we mean like, look at every crack and crevice (laughs) of things that are happening in your mind that are keeping you stuck. Don't bounce around. Don't make it about the strategy. Like again, all of the clients that I've had that have had these big successes, nothing quote unquote strategically or numbers wise has made sense. They just decided it anyway, and then removed every thing that they told themselves was in the way of having it, including thinking they needed another strategy. (laughs) Right?
1: Right. And we do this every level. So even just to like normalize it for everyone listening, it's like you're going to hit one financial goal or one thing in your business. And then you're going to be like, okay, but now what's the next strategy? And I do this all the time. And Lacey's like, come on now, be serious. (laughs) Like you're getting to a million, just like you did to six figures. Like do your fucking thing. Like do it messy, decide, do the mindset work. all of these things. And then we'll like, you'll have your strategy. That's the Julia way. And then we'll just put processes around that so you can duplicate it and your team can then run it for you
0: it's the secret right there. (laughs) It is. You're probably like, but what secret (laughs) still? Right. And it's like, it's just like letting yourself do it your way. Like Julie and I have two completely different business models. Mm -hmm. We coach very similarly, but in terms of what it looks like, how we show up, what our models are, whatever, they're totally different. And that's on purpose because One works really well for her, and one works really well for me. But at the foundation, they're based on this idea of like we decide what feels good, we take action, and then we build systems around it. Mm -hmm. And that—that's the thing,
1: right? Yeah, I want to say something too that was like helpful for me around mindset stuff too around in the beginning, or even still, like with any new goal I set. And we've talked about this also with like partnership. Is I think when people are like, okay, fine, I'll be delusional a delusional, but what if like I get it and then it like, it doesn't actually work or I don't actually Mm -hmm. like it. And that permission to like, then it's all just an experiment always in our businesses Mm -hmm. and in our lives. So I think sometimes that block and like thing might pop up for you if you're like, okay, whatever. And then you realize that there's, there's that fear. So also just like the remembering that you get to change your mind at any fucking point, but like go hard for the thing. Like I might have these huge launches or hit a a certain point of my business or my team or my relationship or whatever. And then be like, wait a second. I don't like that, but I'm not going to make it mean anything. I'm still going to go for it all the way
0: and then get real time feedback totally. I think that's so true. I, right? we, you and I were just talking about something like this the other day and I was like, well, you're not marrying it. Like you're just, yeah. no, like you're just trying it. Right. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. And I so, that, yeah. I think that's so permission giving because sometimes, yeah, in business, it feels like whatever we decide, like means we're deciding it for the next five years or something like that. Right. Right. And like, it never means that, but what a lot of people do is redecide the next five years, 10 times over before they even take an action,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. And your brain's going to be like, but, 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 and it's like, yeah. okay, go get it and then change the thing. And just yeah. like with the clients too, it's like, you don't have to burn it all down. Then get someone to be like, okay, what's this like small tweak? What's really going on that you don't like? And how do we just solve for that instead yeah. of trying to solve for 5,000 problems that haven't happened yet and may never.
0: So good. I love that. Okay. So let's t- talk about what it actually looks like. Cause I feel like people aren't going to be like surprised and delighted slash disappointed. Totally. <laughs> um, like it's really, really simple. Um, but again, and Julia will talk about this too, but like, it's just, are you doing it? Like what she's going to tell you is really easy and it's really doable. And you could definitely do it every day, but like most people won't. And that's the difference, right? And that's what you
1: need a coach to get you through, right? Totally. Because I knew I should be like journaling and doing affirmations and like what the fuck ever every day, but I wasn't. And that was the stuff I had to, and you guys will hear this if you listen to the interview with Lacey um, about my behind the scenes It's on my podcast was like, I was (laughs) <laughs> like so embarrassed that I couldn't even get myself to do those things. Mm-hmm. And I would just like dip out of our coaching for weeks oh, at a time at goodness. the beginning. Cause <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to tell her that I couldn't even get out of bed and like write a post or do some journaling today mm-hmm. with all my free fucking time of single <laughs> childless living. <laughs> <laughs> like, You guys actually so funny. I used to wish that I had kids or like a partner that, or something that like was a time constriction to force me to use my time better But this was like, that was the problem that Lacey and I solved for was like, well, why aren't you actually doing the Mm -hmm. things that you know would work, whether that's the strategy or the mindset work? Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So what it looked like at the beginning, that was like our thing that we had to figure out was one hour of mindset work a day. And I just really like journaling. So I was like, I'll just do one hour of journaling. I have some like very specific questions that I go through all of the time, but I also just let myself like do whatever I want to do. But what we had to figure out was like, why am I, why won't I sit down for an hour? Why isn't it on my calendar? Why will I go to bed without doing that? Mm -hmm. Um, You'll hear some other examples of that too, around like action and strategy in our, in our interview. But, and it's never changed. Like I still, my thing for me is journaling. Like it shifts everything. If I ask myself, like I usually do like brags and gratitudes and desires, and then I go into what I want, why I'm telling myself I can't have it. And then I reframe all of those things with new narratives, new affirmations. And I get real delusional Mm -hmm. in my journal. I might like future journal and be like, oh my God, I already had the 100K launch. I already did this big thing. And I let myself go there and I shift all of that. And that's all I do. And some days like I can do that faster than others. Some days it might maybe take like few sessions or I get distracted or whatever. But it's knowing that like I just have to do that over and over and over again.
0: And so. Now, like when, for example, like those four sentences that kind of rolled off your tongue earlier, are you writing those every day? Are you just saying them out (laughs) loud to yourself? Like, what does that piece look like where you're just like picking the thoughts and then, you know, intentionally thinking them?
1: Yeah. So at a certain point, I'll just notice that like things that I've been writing enough times become thoughts that I start having on the regular. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, even now I'll like go to write a post and it feels a little edgy. I'm like, oh, but whatever people will love this. The right people will see it. And who even cares? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and then and I keep it that so many times.
1: Yeah. Because I literally had to like, yeah, write it in the past, say it out loud. You know, sometimes I'll like listen to affirmations, but for me, writing is like really the thing um, that locks it in. And then I just moved to like the next thing. And so like, and then the minute to minute practice really is for me, like seeing the old thoughts and I can identify them so fast. Cause I've written them in my journal so many times of like, why I'm not good at sales. Why I can't have the business I want. Why I'm not this, this and this. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I see those come up, I'm just like, Oh wait, and we already have a new thought that we just plug into that. And I'll just do that without even realizing, right. Just like this morning with the smoothie, it sounds so dumb. But I was like, wait a second, if I was living like I already had the partner, how would I solve this problem? Well, mm-hmm. the fucking partner would make me this smoothie. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to like do it that way in my head from now on yep. mm-hmm. and start to get used to that. And then that there's going to be a new
0: edge. And I'll just like put that in my journal of why I can't have this, this, and this. It's so funny because when I was starting to date, like something that was really important to me, I think, which is what you're saying was like someone that did acts of service kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm yes and um my dad is like that my dad is so helpful he always wants to help with stuff and I was in the habit of kind of just like always turning him down kind right mm-hmm. like he'd be like oh let me come over and walk the dogs today I'm like dad I don't need you too it's fine whatever <laughs> and then I realized like oh my god why don't I just practice with that right so I started saying yes to my dad on like everything and would be like sure you can make me dinner sure you can come over and walk the dogs definitely like like just like being in the experience and so this is kind of what we're saying is like this is where people mess it up is like I wanted the experience in a romantic relationship but even just practicing it with letting my dad do nice things for me mm-hmm. really gave me the feeling of yeah. like being taken care of and having someone do nice things and so it manifested into a partner that did that or like with you it was like before you had the whatever 500, 500k cash or like the 100k launch like you were like how do I create feelings of that anyway how do I step into that or before I have the partner how do I even just say out loud in my home like thanks for the smoothie like you're yeah. just like getting in that experience in whatever way possible but the embodiment is so important right
1: yeah and just doing that like with everything and I think that like there's so many different flavors of how this could look for people. One of the the things that like, you're so good at teaching. And I see with a lot of people is like that celebration too, right? So start celebrating every little thing right now. Don't wait till the big things happen. Start feeling grateful for it. Like if one person likes your post, be like, oh my God, this is the best fucking thing ever. And be like, everyone's loving me. Oh my God, the perfect human just saw my post. Of course, now they're going to tell all their friends and buy from me. And just like, let yourself go there instead of the opposite and we just do this all day long in our lives and businesses so it's just like having fun flipping all of those
0: yeah and it's like the bravery of doing it even when it feels uncomfortable even when it feels like but what if that's not true even when it feels like you could get disappointed like putting yourself out there enough to live in the experience of what you want is like pretty much what we mean by the work (laughs) and then the tools are journaling, thinking thoughts with intention, all of that. The work is showing up like what you want has already happened. The tools are everything else Julia just said, right? Mm.
1: Yep. So if you want to collapse the shit and go fast, like a lot of these people you see online, be willing to be delusional and then bring your shit as soon as it's like contrary to that new delusional world you created, bring it and like shift it and get it reframed as fast as possible, whether that's in your journal, with your coach, whatever.
0: And I think that other thing that I just want to point out is like, you did it, or like, you did it inconsistently at first, but you yeah. did it up to the point where now like you don't go without it. Like it's like ingrained in you at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like because now I'm spending most of my day naturally doing it. This wasn't the point. Like in the past, it was like 90% of my day is everything's wrong. This is a fucking problem. It's not working. But one hour a day was the mindset where all of a sudden it felt like it was working, if only in my journal world. (laughs) And then, like little by little, that just that percentage totally flipped where it's like now, probably like 90% of my day, that's what I'm, I'm like naturally doing that process. And then like 10% of the time I slip into indulging in like self-sabotage and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But I just like, then I'm like, Oh wait, I have this tool. I know I can shift this thing. Um, and I like, don't make it a problem, but, and you just don't know when each of those little switches are going to start flipping and like when that scale totally tips. But what you have to do is be willing to like do, you know, whatever, an hour a day or something until it gets easier. And now it's like, I could, I could switch something in one to, like two interactions with Lacey, yeah. right? A sentence, a sentence done. My journal, five minutes done, whatever that is. But that just wasn't the case. So don't worry if you're not there. If you're like, if it, if only for that, you know, 10% of the one hour you spend in your journal feels like better,
0: that's fine for now. That's better than you yeah. were before. So do that. Yes, totally. And like, it will feel weird and delusional at first until it doesn't. <laughs> Right, And, and then, then it like, feels Ooh. so real and true that like, if somebody was like, Julia, everything does not work out perfectly for you. You'd be like, Oh my God, that's so cute and funny, but definitely not true.
1: <laughs> it is like my favorite thing when my clients all of a sudden, like the, you see the switch go off and I, I know you felt this with me and you'll still say, <laughs> but it's like all of a sudden when they're like, wait a second, it really is
0: all working for yep. me.
1: <laughs> and you're like, yes,
0: done. One of my clients this morning. Um, I, like, cried on our call. You guys know I'm a big crier <laughs> um, because we've been working really hard for her at, like, dichotomy of how, like, something can feel annoying and it doesn't mean everything is wrong or, like, you can have a bad day and, like, it's all still working in your favor kind of thing, right? hmm And so we had this call this morning and she just kept saying statements like that, like they were true. Like she wasn't saying it to like impress me or to show me she's like, you can just tell how much she's been doing the work. Like she was like, well, this client's a little bit frustrating, but honestly, everything's great and it's all good and it means nothing. And I just like started to have like tears (laughs) run down my face because I was like, oh my God, it clicked. Like it totally fucking clicked. But she's been working on like thinking those things intentionally. months, you know? So I think it's just like the mindset is the magic, but it takes that consistent effort, right?
1: Yeah. And I think you guys, if you, when you listen, because it's required required of the, the behind the scenes of Lacey and I, you'll see, like we started in November and It wasn't until June the next year that I really saw the results and then everything snowballed, but it was because it took me that long to consistently do this. And for that like scale to tip in my favor of like more believable than not, but there was still like, you'll still see there's like continuous messages. Even if you looked in our base camp now, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm fucking this all up. And then I'm like, next day I'm like, Oh, whatever. I just made like (laughs) however (laughs) much we're
0: done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Interesting question for you not in a way of making yourself wrong, obviously, like I just want, I'm not clarifying that for you because you know that, mm-hmm. but I'm clarifying that for everyone else. But if you had started doing the mindset work consistently sooner, do you think it would have all blown up faster? hundred fucking percent. Hands down, right? hundred Like the gap was in the time it took to get consistent with it
1: and then the thing that made it like keep going was that i didn't ever make myself wrong for that and i see this all yep. the time for with people too is like oh i finally realized it can be that easy now what, like they go backwards into that shame spiral and it's like, who cares? cares? Like, so what if I quote unquote wasted four years of my business making no money and feeling shitty and all these things? Like (laughs) I've made, like, you know, I could could dwell on all of the things and I've like, okay, now I've made back all my investment and more of like every program I've ever taken. And Like, I don't even think about it that way. I literally don't care. And it's the same thing as that reminder of like, if you had a 50K launch tomorrow, would you care that your post got three likes? Like if your business blew up to a million dollars in the next 12 months, would you care that in the past you didn't do the mindset work and you didn't know that this could like really make a change? No, not really. Like, why would you focus on that? Like, I don't care. I just keep looking forward.
0: It's so funny because before we got on this call, Julie and I were joking and she was teasing me about how she's basically paid me like 50k to remind her to journal. Basically. (laughs) But like, that's why, right? Like right there is because when you have someone that's like, nope, it's not about all this other shit you think it's about. It's about this one thing, which is shifting your internal stories Mm -hmm. and experience. And then it takes off like to your point, like, you've made all that times a bajillion at this point. Like it, it's like so irrelevant, right?
1: Yeah. I'm, it's not even like a thought in my brain anymore.
0: So good. Okay. Um, anything else you want the people to know? <laughs>
1: Do your motherfucking mindset work. Um, Yeah. And like just permission to blank slate it, like starting in this exact moment, like Mm. literally pretend you have amnesia. We don't even know what happened in your business before this minute and this day. You are now someone who makes money and does their mindset work religiously. Yeah. The
0: The fucking end. And like that decision right this minute can change it all. Like you could look back on this podcast and be like, I remember when I thought they were crazy, but like I figured I might as well try it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you there will be a small handful of people who do that and they'll
1: see insane results and you'll tell us that. And and then there'll be people that, you know, a year later, then they finally decide to have that moment. And like, I'm not making either right or wrong, but just Um, like decide now you get to be the person that has the results and changes everything. Like if it's not you, it's someone else. So
0: fucking be the person. (laughs) A hundred percent. Like you might as well. And I think it's also like, what have you got to lose? Like, Is your life ever going to be worse for having done an hour of mindset work every day? Like, no, like that's not a harmful thing. Like that's only going to help. Yeah. Right. So like you might as well just give it a shot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, even if you have to replace an hour of whatever tech back, back end, build out things you're doing every day with an hour of mindset, like do it for a month and then come see us. Like if all you do in your business is an hour of mindset work
0: a day for a month like see what happens i dare you this is what i tell my clients all the time i'm like give me 2 weeks and we'll see what happens give yeah i was just weeks. listening really to your episode with sam right?
1: right and you were like do happy magic <laughs> and like see what happens for a month mm-hmm. and
0: i'm like oh i can't wait to hear what happens must happen by whatever your last final session <laughs> right and then it's like if you do it it works and if you don't it doesn't i mean like it 2 weeks can change everything honestly Yeah. And if you're, and maybe you've
1: been someone that's also done it and you're like, yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. Well, the reason now it feels like that is because you've stopped doing it. So just pick it back up again. Cause I, I, I would bet you, that if you did it before you did see results, you're just not giving yourself credit for it at this point. Like I'll see this with my clients and like, they'll sell out their whole one-on-one and they'll be on their mindset game, like hardcore. And then all of a sudden they'll stop and they'll be like, this is so hard. I could never sell again. I'm like, hold on, bitch, you have a sold out practice. Like you felt so good when you were rocking your mindset. Like what's the thing missing here? Well, it's mindset. So get back to that. And it might take you a few weeks to get the ball rolling again, but guess what? We know it's going to happen. So like Go do that. So for anyone listening, wherever you're at, like either start now or pick it back up again, and be willing to just do it forever.
0: And that's the thing, right? Like I know this is true for you. It's definitely true for me. Like when you let it go, you feel the effects of it, and when you pick it back mm-hmm. up, it works every time. Like that's why it is the magic pill, and it's not right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't have to you. do it, <laughs> right? And I'm like, well, if something's
1: feeling hard, guess what? My first question is going to be <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Am I on my mindset and where's the
0: fucking pleasure
1: here? Yep.
0: Always. So good. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you. Tell them about your podcast one more time, just because I know we mentioned the episode and we'll obviously link it, but just so they can find the podcast in general and where they can find you and love on you.
1: Yes. So the podcast is Wait What the Fuck. You literally just type in Wait WTF and it will pop right up. It's me. And it's me. me. You'll see my face. (laughs) Uh Um. obviously. Um, Subscribe. The episode with Lacey, I think, is like episode 40 or something like that. Uh, It just came out recently. And also on the Instagrams, I'm Julia Motherfucking Wells. And then I have a bomb-ass Facebook group called Visible AF, where you can practice all of these things we've talked about, being seen, taking up space, making your offers, all of that good shit.
0: So good. I love and adore you. I so appreciate you being such a transparent, piece of this conversation because I think that like it's so hard for people because a lot of times once we've quote unquote made it we forget how hard it was and then we forget to share that and it becomes really confusing and I think you've just been like such a light because you've always stayed in touch with like no it was really hard for me and Mm -hmm. you can change it today and I'm just so so grateful for you and so appreciate you. Thank
1: you for taking all my money to make me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has been my pleasure. Thing ever. We love it is
1: the best thing for...
0: Yeah. Thank for you for listening. listening. Thank you for listening to literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review each month. I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living led up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you wanna hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to lituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.